0: And welcome to another edition of Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And
1: me, Paul Lauchs.
0: And this is the second time we're recording this episode because the first time you would have thought that we were like in Antarctica on like cricket wireless with like, (laughs) like, it just was like so bad. It's
1: like we've recorded the whole thing at like Metro PCS. (laughs) Like it was just the worst.
0: Like we were using like the free Wi-Fi at like some like government building or something like every like... 30 seconds it just kept crashing and stalling and freezing and I, you know i gotta be honest with you paul i didn't even try and piece it together
1: it was <laughs> terrible and then so, i tried to upload my audio and it said it was going to take 54 hours i'm like bro this is not yeah it's a sign from right. god
0: so we figured we would do what we were going to do on that episode but we'll do a shorter version and basically it was kind of like what a way to end 2020, really. I, it was really the epitome of 2020 in that one podcast recording because nothing was going right. Nothing went as expected. It was kind of a hot mess. We kind of had fun, but was also frustrated with it. You so. had
1: fun. I was so mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're 2020, Paul. What were some highlights for you?
1: Well, the one and only was the birth of my daughter. She was, born, she was born January 19th and everything else that was just kind of downhill.
0: <laughs> yeah. You literally had like a month of like normal parenthood until you had to be a COVID parent.
1: No joke. It was um, quite literally like we had about a month of like our family helping us out and everything broke out and we were showing, you know, Adeline to our sibling or my siblings mm-hmm. and um, my family through the window. And then it's just been like that ever since.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, so do you feel like like you're doing better as a parent
0: because of COVID or like you feel like you're not doing as well as you would wish you were as a parent, if that makes sense.
1: Nobody ever feels like they're a good parent. I feel like, especially because ever around every corner, someone's telling you you're not doing something right. Mm-hmm. So I and plus this is my first one. So I don't really know, but mm-hmm. uh, I have found out that the world of parenting is basically you trying to do your best and people just judging you 24 seven for like everything. <laughs> Like literally everything, it's like, oh wow, uh, you used cotton pajamas? Oh my god! You know, it's like That's I, what I f- was I supposed to use? <laughs> but I feel like, like the
0: sign of a good parent is that you're constantly questioning whether or not you're a good parent. Does that make sense?
1: It does. It does. And I was, I've, and actually told that before. It's like if you're questioning if you're a good parent or not, you probably are.
0: Like if you. <laughs> How do I say this like politely? If you're like, I'm a fine parent, I could care less, or like you, you have no inflection or you know, passion about it, like I don't know, that might be a bad sign. But I think that's good. <laughs> I think that's healthy that like you're constantly like evaluating yourself, like could I be doing better, could I be doing worse?
1: Yeah, I mean it it I don't know. There's a lot there's a lot of judging from but you know what I found it was the best thing is mm-hmm. joining dad groups on uh, Facebook. Oh, like, new how's dad that group- going for you? I feel like that's right up your alley. It, it's hilarious because it's... <laughs> It's things like, hey, you know, I'm first time dad, you know, I don't know what to do with this situation, this situation, this situation. And then I swear to God, like, all of a sudden you'd be like, hey, I just made some great ribs. Here's the rub I made. And it was like a recipe for like a rib rub. And it's like the most dad thing you've ever seen in your life.
0: How many dad jokes are there on the dad Facebook groups?
1: Surprisingly low, but there is a lot of recipes for meat. A lot of recipes.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So at least I know in the future who I'm going to go get my rub rib, my
1: my rub rib, my rib rubs.
0: Oh, my God.
1: You know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I will. The the funniest thing about it, though, is that the you haven't had to experience this. But um, when fathers go, you know, into the hospitals, their wife's giving birth or whatever, they famous hospitals famously give us like this. It's just a chair, basically, like a like an office chair, and like this is what you get to sleep on for the next two days. It's like literally the most uncomfortable thing you could ever imagine in your life. And so the profile picture is just one of those chairs. Oh wow, that's that perfect. The sleeping. But the funny thing about it is, it's Facebook, so I would see an international group, and someone from like, everyone's home from like the UK would be like, "What is it with you guys in America? We get free beds." Like in our hospitals, we're like, oh, of course, you like, do. oh, of course, you, you do. Shut up, Brit.
0: <laughs> I had to be honest. I'm part of like a few pages. Like, some are like the Cleveland Comedy Facebook page, and like, there's like, um, there's the Radio Peeps one that I, I know you comment a lot in. Yeah, but I've, I've never comment or post in these groups.
1: <laughs> like, I'm like
0: a, I'm like purely a witness. Like,
1: I'm, I'm like a fly on the wall. Are you one of those people who has a Facebook and is always on Facebook, but you never post <laughs> on Facebook? You're just there. No,
0: looking. I'm. I'm one of those people who like will post a little bit on Facebook, it's just like my projects. I never post anything really personal. I mean, I guess I guess my projects are personal, but like I'm not like on Facebook being like like I had such a bad salad today, like blah blah blah, or like vague booking, like you know.
1: Like, try, it's you know sad.
0: I, I don't tell people my socialist views on Facebook. I don't, you know, really like You're it's, a socialist, like, like a little bit, like social democrat for sure. Um, <laughs> But, like, I don't know. I don't really, like... I'll I'll just be like, here's my podcast with Paul, and here's this, and here's this. And in terms of, like, looking at social media, I was just talking about this the other day. I don't really, like, look through. Like, maybe the first 10, 15 posts on Facebook and Instagram, but, like, I'm not really looking at stories. I'm not really... Like, there's a few people that, like, I will genuinely look at their stories because, like, we're close and, like, blah, blah, blah. I want to see what they're going through. But, like... I can't imagine, like, I, I'm so busy with my life, like, sitting there and scrolling through, like, 40, 50 stories a
1: day is, like, sounds exhausting to me. The only time I ever do that, I'm not really an Instagram, I'm a Facebook scroller, but when I do scrolling for a while on Facebook, it's, like, right before bed. Like, I'm laying in bed, and Ooh. I'm just kind of, like, just it out. So for, like, half an hour or something, I'll just scroll through. See, and
0: I wonder too, I kind of like, I feel like dating apps are my social media. Like I spend a lot of time talking to people on dating apps. So I wonder if like, if I become in a relationship, am I going to focus all that energy? Where's that energy going to go? Because like, you know, instead of like tindering for an hour a day, will it go to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? Will it go somewhere else? Like, I don't know.
1: It's like you're proving your own physics theory. Like energy has to go somewhere. (laughs) It can't be like, like destroyed. 100%. Because like...
0: You know, th- I was even thinking about it, too. I talked to my grandma about this because um, I was just like, oh, yeah, grandma. I just, you know, because grandma's the best. But I was like, you know, back in like your day, like you didn't have like headphones and like things to listen to. Like you just if you went to the grocery store, like maybe you played radio in the car. But then like the whole time, like you're just kind of chilling with the groceries. It's and, why like, everybody in, in the 50s world,
1: was depressed.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like depression's up. Because, like, we're constantly, like, saturated with, like, material and audio and news. That's and, true. So. You're always, like,
1: comparing yourself to other people and what they post. And, well, they're having such a good time. The thing is, people yeah. post other highlights. and never post the lowlights.
0: Exactly. And it, it's I keep that in mind a lot, too. Because, like, I see people who I'm like, oh, like, they're doing, like, cool things and I'm not. And then I remember, like, it's all subjective, man. Like, we're th- all living very similar experiences in a way.
1: How do you feel about people posting going on vacation right about now? That always drives <laughs> me nuts. Well,
0: does. it's a big thing on Twitter where, like, there's people on Twitter who are like, got my COVID vaccine, and then like people will be like, oh, is this you in Mexico? And it's so, like, partially funny, but partially like, wow, like, what? Like, I don't know. It's really like, they feel like, like we because were, they got I was the vaccine, they're like, yeah, they feel
1: like since they got the vaccine, they're just good to go, they just can just do anything. Yeah.
0: Like my friend has a birthday in May and wants to do like a, a weekend trip and I'm like, oh, like I don't know." And like I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough call right now, especially cuz like the vaccine rollout is like moving slower than molasses in February. Like I don't get why like everything's messed up, man. <laughs>
1: it's like did you see the the current rate of uh of um vaccination? They will have at the current rate they'll have everyone vaccinated by 2050. Oh my it god. It will take 30 years. But um Oh, I also, I would be so pissed if I was Pfizer right now. So pissed. Because you know how the uh, the vaccine that Pfizer came up with is two doses? Mm-hmm. It's like the initial mm-hmm. one and then the booster. Mm-hmm. Out of literally nowhere, the UK is like, I don't think we're going to give people the second dose for a little bit. We're going to delay them. And Pfizer, you who worked their ass off to that. make that, is like, "Why would you do that?" They're like, "We're just gonna hold off. Maybe we can give more people the first dose." It's like what people that's don't understand—that's literally not
0: how it works. Is the first dose gives you like sixty percent effectiveness. It's the second dose that takes you to ninety five.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why so Pfizer's like pissed. Just getting like, the first one. It's, like, it's like we worked our ass off for this, and you're like, "We're just not gonna do that, right?" It's ridiculous. Oh my god. Well,
0: in my 2020 good news, um, let's see, I dropped two albums because I'm like Taylor Swift. I'm out here <laughs> running away because I was going to do a lot of <laughs> video projects. But obviously with COVID, I really couldn't do a lot of like I couldn't just go out with friends and film things. And like, you know what I mean? So I right. a well, lot I've more one, music this year. I
1: have one more for my list, by the way, before we move on. Oh, to yeah, for I wrote sure. a book. Oh, yes. It's, yes, officially, yes, yes. And it's officially done. Where, where are we at? On the princess? Um, It's just about being done, edited. And okay. by the end of the month, it should be off to Amazon.
0: Ooh, how exciting! That's gonna be fun. I'm I gonna... wish we could do like a like a valid release party. <laughs> but <I know>. but... <laughs> the funny
1: thing is, it's it's gonna be like I think uh, KDP, which is like Kindle, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's like, all right, everybody got your Kindles. Let's download it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that'd be like we're all on Zoom doing like a read through. <laughs> um. Well, that's exciting for you. What I'm, if I'm I had really Gilbert munch.
1: Gottfried read it? Like the audiobook. Oh
0: God! I listen. I read. I mean, I'm sure things change, but the version I read, I if God if Guilford Godfrey read it, I feel like that really takes you out of the story. It
1: like, really does not fit the
0: story at <laughs> like all. Like this, this this
1: subtly dark story, and there's Gilbert Godfrey. You
0: know, <laughs> this like existentialist story with like, yeah, it just is a little. It's a little clash there, perhaps, but. <laughs> Um, what else did I do? Well, I started my master's, which has been exciting. I'm really happy. Um, I bought a house, which was like a lot of big responsible things because it's pretty funny how, you know, COVID hits in February, March of 2020. And my spending is just like I'm suddenly flush with cash. Like, I'm not traveling. I'm not drinking. I'm not partying. I'm not doing concerts or events. I'm staying home and I'm hiking and I'm do- making music in my basement or whatever.
1: You know what's so funny? So it's like yeah is how low the house was on your good things of 2020 like it was this 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 oh and i bought a house like it was like a footnote you know what's funny i have not done
0: the obligatory here's my house instagram facebook photo and now i feel like it's too long gone (laughs) because it's like what do i do be like but by the way i bought a house four or five months ago (laughs) why not like You know what? I think it's because it's not finished. There's like a lot of work that's been slowly and surely coming together. So I think that's why I've been hesitant to really like make it a big deal. Because like, I don't know. I think once I'm like finished, I'll be like, here's like a little tour. Here's like a little like look see. I just installed the bar the other day and it looks great.
1: Oh, I want to see this.
0: It's just like, I mean, it's just like two shelves in the kitchen, but like it looks like a nice little. Kind of bar alcove area in the kitchen. It looks. You great, gotta hang so.
1: copper cups on it, make it official, a millennial. <laughs> Get some hooks for the, some cups and stuff. It would be fun. <laughs> hey, want to move uh, into the news? Because I got some. I got two great. Stories oh yeah, on this what's some news? Well, the first one is that. Hold on, let me sc- let me scroll to it. There have been official multiple Bigfoot sightings in Oklahoma. Oh dear. Official. Oh, dear. There have been. Define official. I'm looking at the picture right now hmm I don't know it just officially reported whatever that means so mm-hmm. I don't know official conspiracy theorists but it looks like just like a like a trash bag hanging out of a tree in
0: mm-hmm. this
1: one picture <laughs> but who knows? It's Oklahoma. What else do you got to do in Oklahoma?
0: No offense. Okay, to Okay, no offense. If Bigfoot is alive, he's not in Oklahoma. I'm sorry. <laughs> like he's gonna be in some place with mountains. He's gonna and be forest. like in, he's in, not gonna no, be in the field dustpan of Oklahoma.
1: No, he's gonna be in like Soho on like a balcony somewhere.
0: <laughs> he's like just like sipping a Mai Tai on the phone. Like they they got it messed up again. They think I'm in Oklahoma. I'm here. Can you imagine? He's probably got Soho. like a man
1: bun sitting out, <laughs> sitting out there. <laughs> He's oh, like oh, these I, I want to see hipster Bigfoot so bad.
0: I got to tell you, I'd rather find the Loch Ness monster than Bigfoot. That's more interesting to me cuz Bigfoot yeah. just feels like some hairy man or a bear. Someone was like, "Oh my god, it's big it's some it's You know what I mean? Like at least the Loch Ness monster feels like, okay, that would
1: be could be a thing. I don't know. And I kind of feel like the Loch Ness monster maybe have some sort of truth to it. Like that mm-hmm. one's like, like the Bigfoot, whatever. It's not real. It's, I mean, it's just not. So, like, I guess this is
0: my question. So, meteor comes and kills the dinosaurs, according mm-hmm. to pretty much everyone, but like extremist Christians, right? Um. So obviously wait, they don't the believe land, that happened. Oh, they, the six believe, they believe years in then. like God and humans. You know, like they believe in that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So okay. So the land mammals get wiped out, but then did the ocean like what happened to the ocean life when the meteor hit?
1: The ocean life thrived.
0: Yeah, so then is it possible that like some of these water dinosaurs? Li-
1: I don't know, and they got trapped in there.
0: I don't know. how They'd get <laughs> like I just I just like a imagine like a mime just like miming trapped in the lawn, <laughs> just like looking for a way out.
1: Well, it could have you know the water moved around and then it got trapped over the millions of years. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I saw this. Well, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad, but um, mm. I don't. I think it happened a couple months ago in mm. Honduras. They the the the, the country. Spent like millions of dollars building this bridge over this uh, this river. It's like half mm-hmm. mile river or whatever. And they had oh a dear. huge they had a huge storm and it just rerouted the river. So now it's this this bridge. <sighs> no, no that is no so, that is like twenty twenty for them. Jesus, <laughs> it's like it's like literally the funny part is it moved it about a mile like left. So <sighs> the bridge is like just basically in the edge of the river now.
0: No way. I'd be pissed if I was like in charge of the bridge construction or like the budgeteer for the bridge. Oh my God.
1: Okay. I also got, uh, you got to listen to this. Mm-hmm. I don't even know this is illegal, but since uh, a lot of strip clubs closed down because of everything, apparently there's a couple that are doing um, delivery food service and a strip tease at your door. <laughs> First of all, I would like to have food
0: like, Let me, let me, how do I phrase this? There's a picture with this article. I feel like strip clubs do not serve great food. Like, I've never had food at a strip club. Great food and strip clubs don't. No, I mean, I've never been to a strip club. It's kind of on my to do list just out of curiosity. But it's not fun. Just the concept of like there being great food that you'd be like, honey, what do you want for dinner? And it's like, oh my gosh, we need Crazy Horse to go delivery food and striptease at the door. Also, what's that like? Do they just come up, they drop the bag and then they just kind of like wait for you to come up and then they just dance?
1: I don't know. The picture they have is just two strippers holding brown paper bags. So I don't but know like
0: if- it's freezing in Cleveland. I can't imagine how that would work.
1: well, this it looks like it's cold. like wherever this is, is in at, Florida because, this feels this-
0: very Florida to me to have strippers doing takeout delivery slash strip teas at the door
1: um Tennessee
0: okay it's not too bad there right now it's probably like 50 but still gosh i mean you know what i i respect small businesses that are trying to hustle right now so it's hard for me you to really do what you can, man. but but i also feel like in tennessee too <laughs> they're not really probably covid abide like they're not really abiding by the covid rules so uh, no <laughs> so. <laughs> they're probably just going to the strip clubs anyway they're not probably using the service too much
1: so you've never gosh. been to one
0: no i've never been to a strip club i want to go not because i would enjoy it per se but like the sociologist to me likes to kind of experience different subcultures you're just gonna so sit like, in the corner
1: with like a notebook and like <laughs> writing things down
0: with like circular like glasses just like <laughs> oh i see i see how that is um but honestly i feel like i should try one with the food because like i said i just don't think a strip club has good food so
1: you know what you should do you know he did an episode on uh, bathrooms of Cleveland? <laughs> Strip, Strip of club Cleveland. buffets of Cleveland.
0: <laughs> There's probably only like three or four. There can't be that many.
1: First, second, third prize. Give them out.
0: Yeah, we give them a free $10 gift card to melt or something. <laughs>
1: um.
0: <laughs> Just one for the entire place. You got to share it. Yeah, you got to share it. Takeout and stripping. Wow. I never thought that would be a thing, but hey, the more you know. All well, right. I have a quick little advice for you. So this is a story. Um, basically, long story. She, this is a res, she's a residential faculty member at a boarding school, just out of college. They have mm-hmm. a partner of several years who lives a couple hours away by train. Which I'm like, okay, that's definitely not a U.S. situation because a couple hours by train. Like, have you ever taken a train in the United States? It takes like 40 hours to get like down the block. It's insane. Like, I t-
1: when they say sane is it train. Is it like a subway or like a little choo-choo train? I'm thinking
0: a little, like a train. Like an Amtrak. Like Europe, like they're they're actually like getting places quickly. Um, So basically, um, she said, because of the school's religious heritage, which is no longer very strong or apparent, the reader writes, unmarried faculty members are not allowed to have significant others stay outside of weekends because they will set a bad example for the kids. So... She then said, too, that she wanted to make sure I was, quote, fully present for boarding students. Many married people live with their partners on campus, and aren't they aren't distractions. I feel like I'm being treated crazy, blah, blah, blah. Here's my biggest take on this. I would never want to be, like, in a position where, like, I had to live on campus or live in a – like. You know how like Cedar Point Livery does those work. apartment buildings. Yeah, you know how Cedar Point does those apartment buildings for yeah, people.
1: those party no, I apartments.
0: I'm not. I'm not yeah, the party apartments. I I can't do it. I'm sorry. Like I I want my freedom a little bit, but also it's because of stuff like this. And you know, obviously, Alice, this is ask a manager. It's like you're at work 24 seven. Well, yeah, yeah. I, oh my god. When I so when I was in college, I actually auditioned to be an RA, and you would Audition? have thought that. <laughs> It sounds dramatic, but let me explain. You would have thought that this was, like, American Idol. There was, like, rounds of interviews, and then there was, like... I remember this one afternoon. It was, like, hours spent doing these, like, tests. And, like, it'd be stuff, like, you with a table of 500 people, and, you know, to do, like, a puzzle. And basically, everyone's trying to be, like, the leader at the table. And, like, it was just ridiculous. And I'm so glad I didn't get it uh, because... Like, you're just always the bad guy. I'm sorry. You're just, I would never
1: want to be an RA. You're but either I wanted, a
0: bad RA or a bad guy.
1: I always wanted to be, I never wanted to be an RA, but I wanted to be those people who checked IDs at the front door. That always seemed like a fun job. I
0: did that at the gym for four years and I loved it. I missed that part time job.
1: <laughs> uh, when I worked in college, I, w- I worked at a convenience store. Man, that was the greatest job.
0: It was just, what it was so great about it was, like, I just sat there and did homework or whatever I wanted to do.
1: Did you have to go, like, overnight and do overnights?
0: I did an early shift one time, and that sucked. The 6 to 9 shift sucked. I hated that. But I loved doing the 10 to midnight shift because no one would be at the gym. So it would be so easy. That's true. So,
1: Whoa. I don't know. Whoa. I mean,
0: I feel bad for her, but, like, I mean, was that, that's part of the that they gave you know just be for like straightforward because part she implied too that like well if I can't have my partner come visit for longer stays then like I might not re reapply for the job like I might not stay on for the job and I think that's fair but like at the same time like didn't you
1: kind of know what uh, you're getting into though
0: yes I I think it's like if you're gonna be a resident like it looks like her position she's like basically like an RA for a boarding school right yeah In, in a way she's a residential faculty member so it's like you have to realize like, you're going to be around these kids and there are going to be limitations. I don't agree with the limitations, but I'm not the dean of the school. <laughs> at I'm our dorms one. in
1: college, I remember the owners of the buildings, the owners of the dorms, actually had an apartment in the dorm. They lived in mm. the dorm.
0: Oh, wow. That's actually really wild. My R.A. is my freshman year R.A. was great. Sophomore year R.A., I don't remember him at all. <laughs> and <laughs> I, then I was off if, campus for my other two years.
1: But I honestly don't know if I ever met I obviously met my RAs, but I never had any issues. So I don't ever remember like besides like the intro, you know, intro it, like first week when like oh, I'm your RA, let me know if you have any problems. I don't ever remember seeing them ever again.
0: See, and that's the kind of RA that like I feel like you want to be right. You don't want to like get involved because then right. people are gonna be like coming to you with everything. And remember I mean, I like, why you're hours there for when they them, had
1: but... to be in their dorm room. Yes.
0: <laughs> Oh, so draining. Well, that's all I got for you. Just never boor- Never be part now of I'm res- reminiscing staff. on
1: college life. You know what's crazy is what? my first my freshman year college dorm was co-ed. This
0: really? Is Isn't that wild? Oh, that mine was. was
1: too. Mine was too. On the totally opposite spectrum of what we're talking about. But, but hey. wait,
0: ed like I, I, you? We were like it was like men on one side of the building, female on the other side of the building. Ours was mixed. So, so it was mixed. Oh, mm-hmm. that's really interesting.
1: The, I should clarify: the physical rooms weren't mixed; like it was boy, boy, girl, girl, you know. But like your next door, the the person in the dorm literally next to you could be, you know, opposite gender.
0: What's funny about my about and we college, shared the bathroom?
1: It was all it was a coed bathroom.
0: It was a coed bathroom. Yeah, I feel like the girls must have hated that.
1: Um, they were yeah, because basically the the thing was is like when they would take showers, we would just take huge dumps. That is so college
0: and imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> I remember with uh, at, you know, at college the, fr- the the freshman dorms at college were Slotowski, which I was part of, and that was jokingly called Slotowski, <laughs> And then you had Murphy Hall, the Dirty Murph, which was like basically like you wanted vile, like the most vile things happened. There was like a tub in the basement that people would use, what? which is disgusting, and like. Some of the rooms were, like, four people living in, like, a giant room. And, like, they, like, pretty much had a, like... I want to
1: know more about this tub in the basement. I just... I, va-
0: I didn't vaguely remember. I just remember, like, there'd be a tub and people would use it. And, like, people would, like, throw up in the vending... In the washing machines and dirty Murph. Like, it, it was just, like, a hep... It was, like, a hep- hepatitis C zone kind of place. It just was not a good place. <laughs> and then the third hall was Pacelli. And it was it was called the Library um because it was like basically where all the quiet kids were which it's like how does a dorm get like that reputation like it, you know it's not like because <laughs> it's a random like,
1: assignment isn't it yeah it's
0: not like the ras are like oh this quiet bitch gets to go to Pachet like or like oh this vile mofo is going to murphy i don't understand how like <laughs> some of these i get i get the murphy one because they weren't it's nasty, almost
1: like you kind of got to live up to the reputation of the dorm you get in Yes,
0: it's like it's like a self-declared uh, prophecy almost. So
1: <laughs> We kind of had some of those, too. There was one that was really, really kind of like on the edge of campus. And man, mm-hmm. that one was just trouble. They had a police station in it. There was so <laughs> no. much trouble in there. <laughs>
0: they were like active
1: on crime almost. The police were like literally in the lobby. Like they stationed there. It was so yep. bad. My sophomore year, the dorm I was at
0: was Miller Hall. Do you want to take a guess at the nickname that Miller Hall had?
1: I can't... What? I can't even guess. It's so stupid. Miller Light Hall. Of course. Of course. Which, like...
0: like, It's like, who created that? Because it's, like, stupid, but kind of funny, but, like, really more stupid...
1: you got you got to research this tub in the basement and let me know more about that. I still want to know about this tub. If anyone listening
0: of, went to John Currow with me and can tell me more about the tub.
1: Because I'm thinking of, like, a clawfoot, one of those classic clawfoot tubs, you know, porcelain, just sitting yeah. there all
0: alone. <laughs> I mean, like, from what I remember, it was like a I I. I who knows? I really don't. I just remember there was a tub in the basement. That's what I remember. I don't know how true it is or if it was just like a, a joke or a rumor, but college is so wild.
1: I remember my first week. Someone crapped in the elevator like that was the first week. <laughs> like, man,
0: God, I was so lucky, though. I lived on the first floor both years. Oh, that sucks. No, first floor is the best. It is out. absolutely not the best. Oh my god! It so is. You just walk out. Boom. Nope. I was on the twelfth floor. Oh my god! I ha- talk about if there's like a fire in the building, you're toast. They did screw. Um,
1: there was fire drills all the time because it was known that like that dorm, like everyone always pulled the because there's no cameras in the halls, uh, so people just pull it at one, two, three o'clock in the morning, and that happened my, one
0: time. And I wanted it was like at two a.m. and I wanted to murder someone. I, my roommate I ripped so our smoke pissed. detector
1: off the wall and locked the door, and we were just like, we're not going. I'm
0: telling you, man, I'm telling you, man, that 12th floor situation is not pretty.
1: <laughs> all right. We but good? Then again,
0: you... Wait, you went to University of Akron for your undergrad, though, right? Yeah. And then, Well, Cleveland I guess that's State. why it makes sense that you want to be on the 12th floor, because not a great neighborhood.
1: <laughs> oh, it's fine. I like it there.
0: All right. Well, we've reminisced about 2020 in college, all in one episode, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, next week we're going to have a surprise cooking up from Paul. It's a special next week, but I don't know if we should say anything about it. Huh? No,
1: let it just simmer. We'll just let it simmer. Okay. I got something awesome. cooking. I'm excited. All
0: right. Until next time, peace out. Later.